Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Starting today, the Buffalo Sabres' reason for existence... It cut off. <laughs> the computer cut off in that moment. <laughs> no. Well, we know what comes next. We'll be to win the Stanley Cup. Yes. 13 years ago today? 13 years ago today was Pagula Day. Well, they won their first game. They beat the Thrashers. And he was introduced on the ice when the French Connection skated out? Yeah. Yep. The Thrashers, huh? They, they, I'm pretty sure they beat the Thrashers. Look it up, if you if you don't mind. I mean, I could do it too. I'm sorry. Um, I think they beat the Thrashers four to one, is my memory. They what? played the Thrashers. Yes. Score. The score was. I only have the pregame ceremony. <laughs> Let's see. You have them winning what? Four to I, one. I think it was four to one. Four to one. Is that right? It was there was there, how many times did they play Atlanta that season? What was the scheduling format back then? Uh, they won. I don't see it now. Actually, what's the date on the game? This okay. This is why I don't see it. The logo is the Winnipeg Jets logo. Yeah. It's four to one. Yeah, it's four to one. Four to one. Four to right, one. There you go. The Jets. Um, thirteen years ago. Yep. Got emotional looking for former players. Talked about sole reason for existence, Stanley Cup. Another quote we'll remember is, if I need money, I'll drill an oil well. Right? Yeah, there yeah, was that, that comment. At one point there was also, I was thinking about this yesterday. At one point he also talked about how there's no salary cap on coaching or scouting. Yeah. Yep. The idea that, sure, there might be a salary cap in the NHL, but we can spend our money in other ways. Gain advantages in other ways. Mm-hmm. And since then... The salary cap in the NHL has, what, doubled almost? I mean, what's the Probably salary cap? The salary cap in 13 years ago, in 2011, sorry, 11 years ago. The salary cap NHL in 2012. It was $59 million. Okay, 59. And today it's like a, 85. Yeah. Yeah. So not quite doubled, but it's gone but it's up gone up a lot. Quite a bit. Yep. So they've got a lot of room, and they have room. They're to- not a team right now that's spending to the cap. No. Um,. Some of that's by design, right? Like, you have the youngest team in hockey. That's going to be inevitable that you're not spending to the cap, I think. Um, but, I mean, I wonder if they will. 
They did. They they we were wondering if they would spend to the cap, and their structure looked like they wouldn't that last Ralph Kruger year. And then remember they signed Taylor Hall, eight million bucks, and that kind of brought them up to being a cap team, and they've never been that since. Like since the day they signed Taylor Hall, one year, eight million dollars, they have not been a cap team. Yeah, and again, a lot of that's because of how young they are. But that's you know, we've been wanting to see that change a bit in the last twelve months, especially. Right. I mean, the last few months they've acquired players' rights to make sure they're at the floor. Right. And acquiring yeah. cap space. Acquiring. They've, they've had Johnny Boychuk and Ben Bishop on their uh, yeah. cap friendly page. Exactly where the the cap hit is there, but the dollars spent are not matching the cap hit. So anyway, that's yeah, eleven years ago. Sabers win last night. They beat Montreal three to two. Alex Tucky a shorthanded goal, and they win. Now off to Columbus next. Just seeing some details on college football twenty five. So EA Sports has announced a new college football game coming out. This game had disappeared for 11 years. Yeah. 10 or 11 years. And just being pointed out right now, I think this is kind of funny or say what, what, whatever you want to say about it. You know, if we go back to the Pagula press conference, think how different the sports world is from then in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And one of those ways is college football, transfer portal, NIL. Chris Vanini reporting on the new ES, uh, EA Sports college football game. He's a senior writer of the Athletic Covers College Football. All 134 teams will be in the game. Okay. More than 11,000 players will be in the game. Mm-hmm. Players in college football will get, as part of being in this game, a copy of the game and $600. $600? $600 and a copy of the game is what you get if you're a college football player. You will be in the game. You're, if you opt in. Opt in via the compass nil app yes okay you opt in and you get six hundred dollars in the copy of the game huh should i not be surprised that it's that low you should does it feel low it feels well i mean if you're a college kid 600 bucks think about how yeah there was such a resistance to paying college athletes for such a long time and here it's like wait a minute you guys didn't have that game because of six hundred dollars per player six hundred dollars yeah, that's what they're all getting. Well, the, I wonder like how many will opt in, opt into that. Like if I'm if I'm a star receiver for Alabama, what do I need six hundred bucks for? I'd What's probably the, be making two million dollars in NIL deals. You're doing it so you can play a video game with you in it, which is but what all like, of us literally did. And you, you you created your own player. But I feel like eleven years just went by, and this thing that wasn't happening because the EA Sports and the NCAA were were basically stealing money from players with their name, image, and likeness. Uh, okay, 11 years go by, and the reward is you guys pay $6 million bucks if I'm doing the math right, out of a game that you're going to sell, what, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of? Maybe. What's the alternative? It's not like you, this isn't the alternative the, is it's not in the game because you you're not you're not paying me what I'm worth. I'm my, well, your name is not in the game. You are yeah. still in it roster wise. Any person that sees, oh wow, Joe DiBiase from Texas Tech decided he didn't want to be in this game. Guess what I'm going to do? Edit his name to be Joe DiBiase uh-huh. and put the exact stats in there. And guess what? Now you're in the game and you are just short six hundred bucks. What's the alternative? This is not exactly well. The alternative, but but here's the thing. This there's is not another, why there's the not game. A, there's not another game. Yeah, I don't know that they can 
they can emulate that player, though, right? This is why the game went away in the first place, is they were creating players Just that like represented them. that person, and that's why they got sued for that, right? and the game went away. So, I, I don't know. Like The answer to that is very simple. You can now edit the player's mm-hmm. numbers, whatever. If you're not in the game because I can't make it like you, mm-hmm. this is what a, we, we all got around this playing college football in the 2000s, the aughts. Mm-hmm. You would download a file and upload it to your PlayStation, and all of the names would just be filled in. And sure, they match the traits. Like if you wanted to use Tim Couch, the quarterback had the traits and size of Tim Couch. Right. Everybody was clearly designed to be like the guys on the team. So now. What I've got is the ability to, all right, I'll just go online and get all that information and upload it again. There'll be an online patch you can download for the 17 players that decide not to opt in. But again, you, you, if you don't opt in, it used to be if you were Michael Jordan. Like, Jordan was not in some of the NBA games. There were games okay. that the entire NBA would be in except for maybe five players, and Michael Jordan was one of them. Yeah, Bill Belichick's never been in Madden. There you go. Ever. It's not like he's getting paid by another game to be in it. Whereas Jordan did have his own line of games. Yeah. There was a Jordan versus Bird line of games, among others. So if you're a if you're Caleb Williams and you don't want to be in this game, yeah. you don't get six hundred dollars. But I wonder th- if there's a different deal for those guys. Because if I'm if I'm EA Sports, I feel like the, especially those star quarterbacks, I want them in the game. Because imagine playing as I don't know who's who's going to be the best quarterback in college football this year. Well, imagine if the game had come out last year and you Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams said six hundred dollars, get out of here. If you give me two hundred thousand dollars, then you can have me in your video game. And if I'm EA Sports, I feel like that might be worth it because I, I don't know. Like again, this is where all the legal stuff then comes into play. And then like I got to make sure I don't create the character too much like him. Like maybe I have to make him a lefty. Because otherwise, I'm got litigation coming down at me again, Fine. which is why the games never come out in the first place. You make him a lefty, and then I go online or I go whatever. I edit the player. He's a righty. He wears yeah. number thirteen. He's six foot. This this many. Here are his throw stats. Bam! Mm-hmm. I have Caleb Williams. I can't put his heart into the little digital player. Of course, no, I'm kidding about that. Yep. Um. But you know, I just change it. That's what we all did. We just changed it. Inter- this, is, this is why, though, I still wonder if the game will even come out. That that kind of to me seems like they're they're trying to lowball all of the players who have been fighting for you know they've been fighting to repre- to have their their name image and likeness represented over the last decade and I feel like six hundred dollars I mean right like you get nothing on the alternative but I just I think the totality of it is where I would feel like it's a slap in the face six million bucks. From a game that I just looked up, like the last game, six hundred million dollars in, in sales went through. I'm getting one percent. That's the thing. Well, that's, you, you are getting one percent to do literally nothing. You but, don't. I, but I'm well. I'm I'm selling my brand, right? Are you? They're putting yeah. your name on a digital player. Well, and they're creating the player to look like me and have the skill set of me, right? And I, all of that on I top of it. Do wonder like that. That might be one thing where the the face. These, yeah, g- these games yeah. have been you know, huge about putting the face of a player on, unless you're a player that nobody knows, and then it's just like, here, here's a generic face. But if I'm playing the game, I don't care if Caleb Williams' face is in it. Yeah, I want to know the USC quarterback has the, the traits that he does. So again, like I could just get around that. I don't know. I, I, I'd be surprised if any player decides not to opt in. I, I don't really see the case to do it. You're a college athlete. You are 
<laughs> I mean, you, you also live in a time where you can you, – this isn't the only $600 you can make. To right, your point, maybe right. you, maybe you make two hundred thousand dollars from boosters or however nil money actually rolls into you, and six hundred dollars is a drop in the bucket. I, I would have a tough time believing you would just turn it down. I bet if they had just said you get the game for free, a lot of the guys would have said sweet. <laughs> Tony writes in, good stat here: six hundred is the amount where you have to issue someone a ten ninety nine. Great for the little guy, the guys who won't get any real nil dollars. The big guys have their value grow by also being in the game. I tend to agree with all that. You're a, you're the you're a defensive tackle for the UB Bulls. Put me in the game, give me 600 bucks mm-hmm. and give me that copy. You are the starting quarterback for Florida State. I don't think you gain anything by sitting out. I don't well, the thing I gain is I'm not selling myself out for $600. But you're just not You're not making money off off of me for 600 bucks. That's a slap in the face. If I'm the starting quarter, if I'm if I'm a star player on a team, I, I feel like it's a joke if I get offered $600 when Adidas is giving me $2.5 million to use. Their, what, what are they doing? Marketing. They're, sell, they're using me That's right. to sell their stuff. You're using me to sell your video game, even if it's a small portion of that, for $600? Well, get out of th- here. There is a massive difference between I'm Drake May. You are using me, Drake May, to sell a, a shoe versus mm-hmm. my name is on a digital man one of 11,000. I know, but the guys... 11,000 players are in this game. Yep. If, you're, if you want to say that it makes more sense or these guys might want some, some sort of tier system where Power 5 schools get $700 and mid-majors get $500 and starting quarterbacks get 1000 Like I wouldn't dispute that there's probably some sort of hierarchy that could and should exist. Mm-hmm. I just I really don't think you are gaining anything. Whereas... Adidas selling shoes without your permission, they make a lot of money. Why would I sign off on that? You're going to give me a lot higher percentage than 600 bucks to use me to sell shoes. It is worth pointing out, someone just passed along this part of that article to me, that a number of college athletes, both within football and outside of it, will also become ambassadors for the game and will receive additional NIL compensation. There you go. So they're right. Like if you're the if you're one of those players, I'm imagining given the size of some of these NIL deals that you're going to be getting you're going to be getting a big chunk of change for doing that so right maybe they are it sounds like they might be recognizing hey if we want the star players in here then we have to go a little bit above and beyond for that so we're gonna we're gonna end up doing that interesting the college football video july it was supposed to come out that's what the trailer said right last week maybe i'm trying to remember the the time of year at yeah usually right before the season august or september is when it would have yeah, come out around yeah. the I mean around the same time Madden does, which is you know August September or so. Anyway, nil. It's all complicated. They'll have the new uh, college football playoff in the game too with twelve teams. Twelve teams. Yep. Which it's a lot you, of games. Did you see the new rules? The way they were they they had rules set up and then the Pac-12 went away, so they had to redo it. Where I guess the top five conference winners will now get a bye past the first round. Or maybe it's the top four. Top, top, four, top four conference winners will get a bye, which, if you're a Notre Dame fan out there, I think means, unless I, I didn't... You'll never get a bye? You are ineligible from getting a bye until you join a conference. So I guess that really hurts if you're a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Because like, you can still you know, make it 
and you can host a playoff game if you are one of those seeds. But you can go undefeated, and you're just, sorry, get in the conference if you want to be a team that has a bye. Yeah. I'm not crying any uh, no, not crying a river for Notre Dame fans, though. I heard today on WBEN that Wingfest is nominated for one of the best specialty food festivals in the country. USA Today, 20 nominees. You want to know the 20 food festivals in the country nominated for the best food festival? food festivals. Right. Sure. Let's decide if we would or would not attend these. Josh, okay. I don't know what food music. What's food music? Food music. Like the uh, like Italian chef music. What is that? <laughs> You thought Italian chef music. I thought Weird Al's Eat It. <laughs> Very different vibes. Yeah. yeah. Food festivals. 20 food festivals nominated for Best Specialty Food Festival. Mm-hmm. Wingfest is nominated. Here are the contenders. It is uh, the 10 best. So I guess 10 of these will advance. USA okay. Today 10 best, if I'm reading that correctly. Yeah. The 10 winning festivals will be announced March 29th. Okay. Would you like to attend in Monterey, California, the Artichoke Festival? No. I don't want to go to the Artichoke Festival. I don't want to go to the Artichoke Festival. No. I would rather go to the Wing Festival. How many foods can you name that have artichoke? Artichoke dip. I'm out. (laughs) Wait, artichoke hearts? Or is that just what artichokes are? Artichoke hearts, right? Yeah. But dip was my my only answer. Artichoke dip. That's it. Is there a bacon-wrapped artichoke? The Carne Asada Festival in Dallas. That's I would go to that. That's I would go to that too. <laughs> Perfect. Here we the go. Cheese Curd Festival in Wisconsin. I would probably not want to go to that. I don't have a long experience with uh, cheese. Cheese curds are just for like poutine, right? Yeah, are they use for anything else. I'm a big cheese curd guy. You can eat them yeah. for anything, really. I'll just eat cheese curds. Okay. The Delta Hot Tamale Festival in Greenville, Mississippi. Nope. Out. Oh. What is a hot tamale? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Like, is it? Because all I can think of is those candies. You know, like the little... Right. That's what like it is. Little jelly beans. No, it, <laughs> it's not those. No. Uh, it's meat, like a... Meat stuff that looks like a... I don't want to say like a Hot Pocket. But it kind of looks like a Hot Pocket. It kinda, yeah. Hot Pocket-ish. No, I don't want to go to that. I would try that. Ten food festivals. The Easton Garlic Fest. Only for garlic Man, bread. That thing. They better have some mint gum for everybody that leaves. It's in Easton, Pennsylvania, not that far. The Kauai in Hawaii Poke Festival. The what? Poke. Poke? What's that? Like poke bowls, like fish and... Oh, yeah. Okay, I'd be into that. I would try that. The Key Lime Festival in Key West. I would go to that. I bet that's awesome. In Key West, too? Oh, yeah. 
The party's yeah, probably I'd, great. I'd be into that. Las Vegas Pizza Festival. Sure, of course. Yeah. Maine Lobster Festival. Yeah. These are these are the heavy hitters. Right National here. Banana Pudding Festival in Centerville, Tennessee. You went from the highest of highs to this, just there's a, the yeah. end of the spectrum. The opposite What's wrong with the, the Banana Pudding though, Festival? Wait, where, is it, where is it at again? Tennessee. C- Centerville or something? I guess if you're going to be known oh. for something, like there's not that many lanes to pick that are unclaimed. The Banana Pudding Festival. Hold sure. On. I've got the 2024 entertainment lineup for the National Banana Pudding Festival. Two stages of entertainment Pit all Bowl. day, Saturday and Sunday. Um, DJ Khaled. Not yet. Whoever does the NHL All-Star Game. All I have is pudding flavors at this point. We have not yet announced the full festival. Check back in September with the lineup. Okay, moving on. <laughs> The Wing okay. Fest, Cornbread Festival, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. In. Would go. In. National Fried Chicken Festival. In. New Orleans. In, in, in. Go yeah. on. Oregon Truffle Festival, Willamette Valley in Oregon. Yes. That sounds great. This festival's name is just Picklesburg. Yes. Yes. Pickles in Pittsburgh. In. Pizza City Fest in uh, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Nashville. Get out of here. I gotta go to five different cities. Yeah, forget that. No. San Antonio Tamales Festival. Nope. No thanks. Vermont Cheesemakers Festival. So I have to make it? I think you just eat what they make. It's in Greensboro, Vermont. The, right. the Waikiki Spam Jam. Oh, yes. man. No. The Spam no, Jam? No, 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 no. The Spam Jam? Yeah, Spam Jam. No, thank you. I'm good. I don't think I've ever had Spam, though. I have not either. It just, there's, I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, there's nothing that sounds less appealing than meat out of a tin. Good spam out. is very good. What? No, that can't be right. I, hey, how often are you eating good good my, spam? What does that even mean? Does, my mom makes this dish, and it's got spam, rice, pineapples, peppers, and she puts oh. it all in this big pan, and it's so good. I, spam and pineapple. I will admit to also never having spam. It's, I figured it's I, just wet ham. When you when you cook it though, when you put it in a pan, when you heat it up and actually cook it, it gets like a little brown. It's like it's kind of like when you have like fried bologna. Okay, I shouldn't. It's really good. I shouldn't say I've never had spam. I've had it once in my life when my seventh grade middle school teacher, Mr. Jafarjan, decided to make spam and lard for the students because that we were learning about the Great Depression. Hmm. I don't remember liking it. It's like a core memory for you now. I, I yeah. So I my, my, my mom doesn't use lard when she when she cooks it. She just uses like regular no butter. pineapple. Well, but the pineapple it goes with it because it's it's like a it's a Hawaiian thing, like that's where the pineapple comes from. I don't know, man. Spam it's. it's I, really I guess good. I should I should say the thing. Don't knock it till you try it. But I'm 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 knocking it. Well, is that it? No, there's one more in Chicago, Illinois. This is the, both. Well, all three are going to say yes. The Windy City Smokeout. Sure. Oh, yes. definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely go to that. Yep. Sounds awesome. Wingfest is great. I love Wingfest. Mm-hmm. Great festival. So you can go to USA Today and uh, the 10 best. Vote for Wingfest to win one of the 10 best food festivals in the country. Jeremy and Joe, when we get back, we're going to check in in Pittsburgh. We moved him a bit. Uh, Locked on Steelers talk about the Steelers' plans this offseason. Quarterback, will they have a receiver available? At some point, Deontay Johnson trade might be a wide receiver idea of the day for us. I don't think they'd give up on Pickens, but I bet they give up on Deontay Johnson. He's quite good. So, we'll see. Pittsburgh Steelers update next here on WGR. 
Like, I still mess with the Bears. Isn't that? I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Okay, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields. It's either Drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. Justin Fields answering why he unfollowed the Bears. Mm-hmm. Oof. Today's football rumor mill, social media tracking. I, I got to start getting T-shirts. I'm going to make T-shirts. And they're going to say, I promise you don't have to care about that. Player follows or unfollows anyone on earth. Mm-hmm. You don't have to care about that. I mean, Diggs unfollows the Bills. That hasn't happened. Which knows, is not, I was going to say, that has not happened. Who knows if he does <laughs> follow the Bills? I don't even know if he does, and I don't care. You don't have to care about that stuff. But if you want to, go for it. On the Western Hotline, speaking of Justin Fields, not Chicago, but Pittsburgh, because the Steelers keep getting mentioned for this. Host of the Locked On Steelers podcast is Christopher Carter joining us on the Western Hotline. Christopher, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's the quarterback answer? Are the Steelers serious that it's going to be Rudolph or Kenny Pickett, or is this uh, is this thing open to interpretation? The Steelers are, are keeping their, their doors open as far as like what they're going to welcome in, but... They're not giving up on the Kenny Pickett project yet. I mean, he's, he'll be a third-year quarterback next year. Um, I, I think they're they're kind of acknowledging, like, hey, we, we put that guy in a bad situation with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. The the first game that he that he got without Matt Canada, he, the offense gained over 400 yards for the first time since not having Matt Canada. And then the next game, he was knocked out with an injury while he was going in for a touchdown, uh, and. Uh, that he never got back on the field because Mason, because Mr. Trubisky was, was in, and uh, a week before Kenny Pickett would have been ready, uh, Mason Rudolph played very well, and they said, "Hey, let's give this guy a chance." And then they went on the run that got them to the playoffs before they lost to the Bills. So, uh, yeah, I think the Steelers are, are not giving up on Kenny Pickett, but they're also not going to overspend to try to fix the quarterback situation, especially for a guy like Justin Fields who has a combination of I think what sixty eight fumbles and interceptions in his first three years in the, in the league. And not that they wouldn't like to have a Justin Fields, but not for when he's go, when he's on the last year of his rookie deal. And if you, if you trade for him, you're basically giving, you're giving up at least a day one or a day two pick and you're only getting a year of him, or you're paying a $21 million uh, fifth year extension to have two years of him on a guy that you're not sure if he's going to work out in your system. If Justin Fields had even two years left on his on like the regular part of his rookie deal, I think the Steelers would do this. But particularly because he's on that last year of his deal, that's just an awkward situation to be in right now. I think they have a lot more of the things they could work on fixing, like getting a, a new center, new offensive tackle for Dan Moore, um, a cornerback to pair with Joey Porter Jr., uh, things that are reasonably within their reach rather than reaching for a desperate quarterback situation that could just put them behind the eight ball again in another year. So do you feel like what's most likely then is not a Justin Field size investment where you'd expect that guy to just replace Kenny Pickett, but do you expect they'll bring in someone maybe to push Pickett, even if that, I guess, could be Rudolph again? It could be Rudolph. I also think Ryan Tannehill is a very reasonable possibility uh, simply because I don't think he'd be that expensive anymore. Like he was a huge cap hit 
for the Titans because of his career there. But what kind of built that up was his two years with their new offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, Arthur Smith, when he was the offensive coordinator for the Titans. And I think they're, they're going to try to bring in Tannehill to have like that veteran presence who knows this offensive system and can help Kenny Pickett learn it. And if Kenny Pickett doesn't do it this year, they move on. Like they like, but, but at the same time, they're trying to get see like, hey, we invested a first-round pick in a guy. Let's actually try to give him three years to develop uh, and we've seen quarterbacks take their time to develop before in the NFL. But, um, I, yeah, I think what's going to happen here, they're going to bring in a Ryan Tannehill type. And then I, I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to get another, like, lower-level quarterback like Taylor Heineke to bring in, or if they drafted a guy in, like, the middle round, not, like, early, like getting, like, a like a Bo Nix or a Michael Penix. A lot of people keep saying Bo Nix to the Steelers. And I'm like, that's just Kenny Pickett 2.0. Like, the guy is the same age, the same build. Uh, you know, you know, was was in college football forever, and you know, yeah, he he was really he had a lot of great highlights and a lot of great throws, you know, in his in his in his last year. But like, you look at the track record, and it's I, I think you're you're asking for the same issue and to be here again in three years. I think what the Steelers' plan is right now is they're going to build the team around having a game manager quarterback, kind of like how the Niners have, kind of like how a lot of teams have that are trying to win without a superstar quarterback. And then they want to put themselves in the next two in a position. So over the next two years that they don't have to spend, they don't have to focus on fixing so many parts of their roster like they do right now. And then at that point, then they make the jump to go get quarterback. But like right now they need to replace Mason Cole at center. They need to get, you know, I think they need some new safeties to work with Micah Fitzpatrick. They have a lot of needs that if they get right in free agency in the draft this year, then maybe next year's the year that they go aggressive in free agency or the draft for a quarterback or the year after that. But right now, I just don't think that they're in a position to do that. Christopher Carter, Lockdown Steelers. You know, I, I, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to give you a term for what you just described, and I say it in a loving way because we lived it in Buffalo. But what you're, sound, what you're, what you're laying out sounds like a term used by a former Bills GM quarterback purgatory you know like yeah you're building you're building a team good enough to prevent you from picking one at the top and the guys that you have are not good enough so you are stuck in the middle and when Doug Whaley said it as GM of the Bills uh, for some he got flack Christopher but it, it was reality like sometimes you are in that middle zone where there aren't really easy answers out of it I was actually going to ask was that Doug Whaley who said that because Doug's a friend of mine, uh, and we we do TV together here in Pittsburgh on our, our local NBC station. So um, you know he he uh, Doug was very Doug was very right about that. He was right about that when the Bills were trying to go through that. Uh, but the thing is, is that you, you don't want to tank. Like like look at the Chiefs. They never tanked to get Mahomes. They had the 27th overall pick the year that they um, that they got Mahomes. They just traded up. They said, hey. We got the, the build around here. Let's go aggressive and get that quarterback. I think that's where the Steelers are trying to get, is get to the point where, like, hey, you know what? You, you never want to be the team that finishes 4-12 and 12 because that breaks up the core that, 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 that you're building so that when you, if you say you do get a quarterback, you don't have a team around them. Like, you know, when the Steelers got Ben Roethlisberger, they already had an, a run game. They already had a defense and had that team been broken broken up, they you know Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't have two Super Bowls on his register. Um, and I think the same thing goes for Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. And uh, I, I think that that's kind of where the Steelers are right now. If they want to make sure they have the team that you know when, whenever they do get the young quarterback that's going to be part of the future, they're coming into a really good situation so you can try to win with it. Because also that's kind of the model for success right now in the NFL, right? Like. You want to get the young star quarterback that you're not paying a whole lot for, and they're playing really well. 
and then you can invest around to have like the best roster in football. And, you know, if the Steelers can do that, great, but they have to build that roster first and taking swipes at quarterbacks that maybe you have a 25% chance of doing well with just seems like you're kind of working against that as well. And again, it'd be different if, they had a, like a legit shot at like getting a, 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 you know, a Drake May or a Caleb Williams type quarterback in this draft class, but they don't. They, they, they have the draft. They have to move up in like the top three to get those guys, and that would take a lot of draft capital. And I'm not even sure some of those teams would give up the, the kind of draft capital that we're talking about there. So, uh, yeah, QB purgatory it's absolutely a thing. But I think part of it is navigating that, staying competitive in that and then making sure that you have the core for when you are ready to make the move that gets you out of QB purgatory, you have the kind of roster that can cash in on that and get you a Super Bowl or two. Last thing for me, uh, Christopher, we're, uh, we're obsessed with receivers here. So just to, just to ask it, is there any wiggle room for Deontay Johnson getting out of Pittsburgh, or do you think what's most likely is, given if, you, if uh, those listening don't know, he's in the final year of his contract, do you think they're just going to try to extend him? Uh, actually, I do think that this is one of the more reasonable trades the Steelers could make moving forward right now. Uh, they like Deontay Johnson, and uh, Deontay Johnson's enjoyed his time with the Steelers, but you know everyone knows what's coming next. Like The Steelers have George Pickens on the roster. In a few years, they're going to have to pay him, and if you're paying him and Deontay Johnson, you're going to limit yourself in a lot of different positions of spending. So I do think the Steelers would be open to talking about trades for Deontay Johnson right now, but the question would be what you would offer for him. Would you give up a third-round pick? or a second-round pick for Deontay Johnson right now. And for a, a team like Buffalo or even the, the Chiefs, like a team that's looking for, hey, we need a, a, a slick running wide receiver who can be a big playmaker for our big-name quarterback, and that might put us over the hump. If a team's willing to pay that price, I think the Steelers would come to the table and be like, yep, happily accept, because they want to keep building, they want to get younger, and, and if they move Deontay Johnson out, they're going to clear out some cap space that allows them to address some other things in their roster they need. And this, I think this year they're going to draft a wide receiver anyways. But I think the plan is moving forward that George Pickens is going to become the number one guy. And then they can have, you know, a rookie wide receiver this year. They have Calvin Austin, uh, you know, from uh, you know, who was, was in last year's draft or two years ago's draft. Um, and they can build around Pickens. But you can't invest in both Johnson and Pickens. And I know Johnson's going to want to get paid uh, with his next deal. The Steelers paid him well the last time, but – uh, I, I don't think they're going to pay him again, which is why I do think the Steelers would be interested in the trade. It's just who you know who wants to cough up uh, you know the draft capital that they'd be looking for there. That's the interesting conversation. But yes, to those who are looking at Deontay Johnson, I would consider him on the market. All right, Christopher Carter of uh, Locked On Steelers. Thank you so much, and uh, you know enjoy combine season, free agency season, all that Ooh. as it approaches. Absolutely. I'll be heading down to Indy on Monday. Very good. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks Christopher. Christopher. Boy, that Steelers, uh, you know, like I said, I tried to ask him with respect. Like, I'm not tossing shots at his points as being correct, but mm-hmm. every word of that life they're about to live, doesn't it sound horrible? Yeah. Every single word of it sounds horrible. Y- yep. Y- they're going to, y- right. Like, you're going to try and build the best roster possible with a game manager quarterback in the AFC. Yeah. You are going to sign up for, listen, we'll just be the team with the 11th best quarterback in the conference, and that'll only be better than other rookies that have yet to pass this guy. Yeah. And then someday we'll go out and trade up and get a quarterback. Like trying to thread that needle as the Pittsburgh Steelers, good luck. Also, 
Deontay Johnson, want to do this wide receiver idea of the day? Sure. Shut it down right away. Yeah? No. For just for the Bills. No way. No way. He's a good player. I like him a lot. His cap hit this year is $15 million. Mm-hmm. But you could extend him. You And you probably, any team acquiring him probably would. How old is he? He's 28. 28. I'm going to. Well, he's 27, but he'll be 28 by kickoff. I'm going to. Sunday. I'm going to trade weekend. an asset and extend a 28 year old receiver. Every single one of these wide receiver mm-hmm. trades, the, the value in the trade has to be so far down. Boy, you're telling me I can acquire 28-year-old Deontay Johnson with a cap of $15 million mm-hmm. for a second-round pick? Hmm. What could I do with that second-round pick? Mm-hmm. Just draft a guy? Yeah. I mean, Deontay Johnson, like I said, I like him a lot. I think he's a, a nice player. But, I mean, if the Steelers think they're getting anything, this gets to the Diggs point. You want to trade Diggs. A team giving up a second and a third-round pick for Diggs, I saw that listed today. The Giants could trade a second and a third for Diggs. They'd be insane. Be nuts. Okay. I just don't think it makes sense for anybody in, in these wide receiver trades. In this market especially. Extendo Sports coming up. Jeremy and Joe here on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. What would winning a title with the Suns mean for Durant? I got a, I, I, I got a, I got a problem in my life when it comes to sports coverage. I talk <laughs> on the radio every day about sports, mm-hmm. and my current pet peeve is how nothing on earth exists except for championships. Mm-hmm. Jason Williams going in multiple days now. He's gone back to it that Caitlin Clark can't be a goat until she wins a ring. Mm-hmm. Austin Matthews, unbelievably, he's having one of the best scoring seasons of all time. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to call him great until he wins the Stanley Cup, according to these people that are just, I get it, I want championships too, but man, I am I'm triggered, Joe. I'm in a bad space about it all. I'm not, I'm not I'm saying you, it's all Michael Jordan's fault. You're probably right. I'm not it's saying all Michael Jordan's fault that it's wrong to treat greatness on championships, which is like... It's just nonstop. Everything is about rings. Everything. Mm-hmm. We need somebody other than Patrick Mahomes to win a couple and you know quiet this down. What else? Uh, instant trivia to wrap Ooh. up here. All right. Instant trivia is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. So, Ukapakalukanen having a uh, pretty great year, right? Like one of the best years we've had, goaltending-wise, during the drought. He's at a 9-11... Safe percentage. Can you give me the, I believe it's four goaltenders that have had a better than a 9-11 save percentage during the Sabres drought? The four goaltenders with a better than 9-11? Yep. Yes. Allmark. Allmark is correct. Leonard did for one year, at least. Leonard did. Leonard in the 15-16 season only played 21 games. Is that the game he gets hurt in the opener? He had a 924 okay. save percentage that year. You said there were four? Four. With right. a minimum of, I think the minimum was 20 games. Like this Ryan Miller count here? I was just going to say, here Miller for the drought? Ryan yeah. Miller. That first, the second year after the drought, the year he split Buffalo-St. Louis, he had a 923. And one more? Jonas Enroth. No on Jonas Enroth. How funny is this name? 
it's moderately funny. It's not Craig Anderson funny. Nope. It's like Chad Johnson funny. Chad Johnson funny. Chad Johnson. I knew it. I knew it. I'm. I'm at this point. I'm. I. We've done enough Sabres trivia that I'm ready to read you yeah. when you're going to throw me Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson. He had. I think it's the best season a goalie's had during the Sabres drought. <laughs> he started. He played 45 games. 45 games. Had a 9.20 save percentage, and I looked it up. He was 11th in the league in goals saved above expected that year. How many games did he ever play after that? Didn't he leave? That's what I'm saying. Did he go somewhere and do what? I don't. That's a good question. I don't. And I just type in Chad Johnson's stats, which you got to put. You got to put hockey in. Okay. Uh, after his in 2017-18, yeah, uh, he had two stints with the Sabers. He went to Calgary, then he came back to Buffalo and had okay. a save percentage of 891. <laughs> then went to St. Louis Yikes. and Anaheim, and the save percentage dropped to 884 and 872, and that was it. That's all she wrote. Yeah. So he peaked in that. He should have retired right out on the spot. 920 save percentage in, at, at age 29 and retired by age 32. Yeah. He had a good year. That's goalies. Quality, he gave the Sabres 23 quality starts. I wonder the last time they got 23 quality starts in a season from a goalie. Wow. Lucan in this year has given them that. I bet by the end of it. You think? How many yeah. is he at? Yeah, that's got to be right. That's got to be right. He's at right now 19. Yeah. Yeah, he'll get there. All right. Extendo Sports, uh, that's it. The Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show coming up, and we're back tomorrow for a football Friday. Kyle Krabs, locked on NFL scouting. He'll join us tomorrow at 8 o'clock. He does the show, the NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. Talk about some free agent ideas, not just for the Bills, but movement in the league. It's going to be a, a season of wide receiver headlines. Mike Evans, maybe T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, lots of different ideas out there. Marquise Brown, uh, Tyler Boyd. So big names out there. Gabe Davis, let's throw him in there too in, in addition to the draft class. So Kyle Krabs coming up tomorrow. Extra Point Show next on WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.